Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Welcome to Journey with Mpo. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. Just a reminder, we are two weeks away from episode 20, which will be our season one finale. The show started off with episode one being a monologue, so we thought it would be appropriate to have the season finale also be a monologue. In between season one and two, there are some incredibly exciting things that will come up. To keep you updated, we have provided social media and website links in the episode notes. Also, we would really love to hear from you, so please don't be shy to DM us your thoughts or use the contact button on our website to reach us. Welcome to Being Mark Part 2. We're still hanging out with Mark, aka The Naughty Vegan. In this episode, we get a little closer into the makings and breakings of such an inspirational man. Let's get right into it. Over the years, you have become this incredibly inspiring human being. I have come to learn that grace and wisdom like yours is built on what is often referred to as a difficult past. How old were you when your struggle with alcohol became evident? Mm. I think I was good up through. I went I went to college. I played college football in Missouri. I wasn't any good, but I played. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get we had a new coach come in because the team wasn't very good. So the mm-hmm. coach got fired and brought in a new coach. And he basically cut most of us and brought because he had just won the junior college national championship two years in a row, which at that time it was the first time that had ever been done. Mm-hmm. So he came from Blinn Junior College and brought in basically – I played free safety, and I think he brought in like five free safeties or something like that. He was cool because I was motivational back then. Like, I tried hard. I was absolutely one of the worst talents on the team, but I tried the hardest and motivated people, even the older guys. Like, I, as a... As a freshman red shirt that doesn't even get to play, you usually don't get to hang out with the older guys and stuff, but yeah. I got to just because cool. the, the high motor. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Cool something. <laughs> but it, yeah, so I was fine then and then went to California, started lifting weights, got even bigger and faster and then decided to play football again, moved back to Kansas. Everything was fine in Kansas. Yeah. Then I had a dream that I broke my neck playing ba- uh, football okay. and it was with the, I was at the exact field that I went, was getting ready to sign and go play football at Missouri Southern. And I had a dream that I broke my neck and was paralyzed on that field and it tripped me out Ooh. and I just decided not to play. And then I went to Missouri State, it was SMSU then in Springfield and then that's where I was probably 22 years old, I would say. Yeah. So 22, just being in college and drinking and having a little bit of money and it just yeah. kept getting worse and worse and worse. It was, I didn't even realize it because everybody was doing it, like doctors, lawyers, rich people. Yeah. We partied and drank and 
that's just what we did. We got girls and like just thought yeah. n- never having all that positive. Like it felt positive. Like I was getting attention. Yes. While killing myself. And then so yeah. many friends that I had are dead now or committed suicide or on their third marriages. Like now I see yeah. that that was just a little kid reaching out trying to fit in somewhere because I'd never yeah. felt like I'd fit in. But I finally made a little bit of money. It was starting to come into my own. I felt as an equal with mm-hmm. these rich kids that I grew up with, yeah. or there was something, but yeah, the alcoholism got a hold of me. So I'd say from like 22 to 32, yeah. so I'm 40, basically 42 now. So I had a pretty good run, yeah. you know, recently of getting better. But so, what was the turning point, the break all moment that made you walk away from alcohol? And alcohol. You were like, okay, I'm done. This is it. I went out to a concert one night and completely blacked out. Don't remember anything. It was a Nas concert here. That was like okay. seven years ago. And I was already leading a company. So I'm a top, I'm a top uh, vice president of sales, everything. Yeah, so yeah. by me getting wasted and doing crazy stuff at night, yeah. like I could lose my job. I could lose everything. Yeah. And I said horrible things to a girl that was a friend of mine, like perverted stuff, like totally yeah. broke my heart the next day when she told me that I'd yeah. said all this stuff. Yeah. But she she was my friend so she told me that she had forgave me but I was still like I was so embarrassed yeah, and yeah. I was probably 15 pounds overweight yeah, yeah. so I'm overweight I was like vomiting oh. extreme like whatever other stomach issues yeah yeah um I was as embarrassed about the night before as I've ever been in my life yeah yeah so I'm embarrassed, I'm sick, I'm puking, I'm probably 15 pounds overweight from eating food. I was already vegetarian at that time. Yeah. I had ate like two burgers from the gas station. They'd said that we oh. went out and ate fish afterwards. I don't remember any of this. I had like, this is a, whatever, this is like seven years ago. Like mm-hmm. I'm way beyond doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like an aha moment. It's like, I never have to feel any of these things ever again. If I just quit drinking right now, I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't have to feel overweight. I don't have to feel yeah. nauseous, hungover. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to eliminate it all. And I just was done. And it came all at once. It came all at once. In- and I have not thought about drinking one second in my life because I realized like, ooh, A, the fact that I can at any time because I would drink till my I would black out. Yeah. And it wasn't in the, because I'm, did I say I was a real bad from 22 to 32? So if I'm 42 and I've been sober for almost seven, like that, three to four years in between that, yeah, I would say I was in, I was able to drink and not black out, okay. but I would every once in a while. So it's like playing Russian roulette. Yeah, like yeah. I just never know when that one beer is going to be the thing where I forget what the hell's going on and yeah. end up doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Whoa. So I just don't want to. I realize I could put that guy to sleep because <laughs> I. I it's depressing. So I would, my battle with alcoholism, there was a lot of suicidal nights and stuff. Cause I could never beat, I could never find that moment that I could put it all together to just stop. Like I would stop for like, m- my friends used to hate me through college and stuff. Cause every single Monday, cause yeah. we would drink like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we called Sunday fun day back in the night, whatever. Yeah. So we would do that. So the four days of drinking and partying yeah. on Monday, when you get up to go to school and stuff like that, like you're dying yeah Yeah. and I was just I expected so much more out of myself than that but I was always able to get stuff done like I was always I've been employee of the year at jobs while being a raging alcoholic like I played sport like I went to college I graduated I didn't skip work so I never had a drop like a a moment 
Weird but that felt like a moment to me, the fact that I could go out and say gross stuff to a freaking yeah. really good friend of mine and just behave that way and possibly lose my job, yeah. lose a friend, lose my life. Like, I don't know what happened to my legs. Imagine just seeing them freaking drunk Howley walking through the streets of Waikiki at 2 or 3 in the end. Like, people get ran over, run, fights, there's all sorts of things. Sorts of just putting my life on the line every single time I drink. So now I'm like the opposite of that. So alcohol, would you say, was then an escape to like when not deal? Not deal, not deal with not understanding life, not understanding okay. humanity, not understanding why I wasn't happy making all this money at the, at the job I had. Yeah. Like nothing, because I wasn't working on anything. Mm. Like I'd never worked on who I am, why I am the way, why the trauma I grew up as as, as a little kid. Like every single thing and how I react to every situation is based upon how that little kid would have reacted at school or to his parents. Yeah. Like, yeah. So after that, I started diving back into looking at my life and figuring out why and then realizing that, oh yeah, I need purpose. The beauty and blessing of that, because so many people don't have that. They don't get that opportunity to step back and say, okay, I'm both wrong and right. Right. And I can start doing some things that fix this. Yeah. Because the dark stuff, I mean, I still have weird thoughts and stuff, but, and like, yeah. but I know how to work on them now. And not, it always used to trip me out, too. Like, I'd have a bad day at work, and I would go get wasted, which is crazy. Like, why would I go punish me yeah. for having a bad day at work? Usually not even my fault. It's like someone, some, somebody said something, did something, yeah. and boss or somebody wasn't mad. I would go get wasted. Yeah. My Shit. friend always, my late friend always said, I don't want to feel. You know, yeah. I don't want to have to feel anything. And when I'm drunk... I'm not in contact with that feeling. I'm somewhere else, both mentally and physically sometimes. It was crazy the first couple years, like, because you're just with your thoughts all the time. As dark, as crazy, as weird as they are, there's no medicating to get away from it. Like, it's just you and you need to figure them out. So I had to just sit there and fight through it and figure it out and understand why. And I love it. Like, I'm glad. I, would, I wouldn't do anything differently. I wouldn't yeah. be able to come up. I'd see a lot of greatness that's came out of people from troubled past, and I and I get it. Like, I understand that because you understand it. You need some, like, yeah. pain to really propel you forward. Like, it's yeah. the only way because I know so many friends that they suffer with severe depression. They, they're super rich. They, they have come from great homes. Like, there's something about that, especially in this world where we've all been kind of taught what's right and yeah. what we need to be and how we need to fit in from the moment we're born we're basically being pitched that we're not good enough whether it's our skin our hair color our smell wear this get this cologne you need to smell like this oh your hair can't look like this it's got to look like this oh, that's your why clo- my hair looks like this yeah your clothes can't look like this you better wear this clothes like put this lotion on like you can't sound like this like we have to change we're just taught that we're broken and that the way we can mm. not be broken is to buy something or to yeah. eat something or to drink something. And marketing. then they, marketing. And it's breaking all of us. Mm. Like it's breaking us. But if we can figure out that now we can use marketing in the same schemes and the same culture and poetry and rap music and Nipsey yeah. Hustle, like all these different things, they're on it. Like culture is king. If yeah. we can get a hold of culture and yeah. start using music and everything to motivate people and not destroy ourselves, but bring ourselves together, it's cool. It's, it's And it's 
it's empowering like to say F you to a system and to walk the other way while doing it the right way and it, the right way isn't get wasted and party all night and sleep with girls and like the, the, the yeah. sex thing too that trips me out like no one's really talking about the sex thing oh, no, no. we're bombarded yeah. with sex from the moment we're born too on TV social media everything okay. no one talks about it yeah. girls can't have sex like blah 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 like guys yeah, yeah. are cool if they have tons of sex yeah, yeah. but then that's creating these weird dysfunctional relationships and yeah. moments and unwanted pregnancies and kids yes. and violence and like it's all just sex like we no one's figured out sex at least on a mass scale how we can talk about yeah. it and discuss it with males and females and little kids and religions and so i listen to this cool podcast which i don't think it's cool well, I listen to podcasts. Right. I'm a podcaster who listens yeah. to podcasts. But there is a woman somewhere in this world. I forget her name. She is teaching pornography. Right. She has discovered that we learn how to have sex and the values of sex from the streets. And so if you can bring it into the classroom like a teaching. and control the narrative. Yeah. So they're basically watching porn and observing and making notes on why is this the wrong way to have sex right. and what do you think is the right way to have sex? Right. You know, because they, they use examples like, you know, BDSM and all sorts of things that are, th there's a sweet spot. Right. You know, there's like super extreme with, like with anything. Anything, you correct. You know, there's super extreme, but there's like the middle ground where you can learn something and not have be tainted in right. such a negative way it, from dirty like why did we ever dirty should never even be in the vocabulary of all this like it's a yeah. beautiful thing between a male and you're sharing energies and like a lot of people yeah. i know that do like energy and work talk about like especially for a female like it can um, it stays with women for like up to seven years like yeah. And we're just slinging this around, male and female, and yeah. spreading these energies in these moments. And then that's why I, I remember having sex with girls. And, like, you think it's great. And as soon as, like, it's over, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because we weren't supposed to be, we're not yeah. correct. Like, it's yeah. not a proper thing. It's not meant to be. No, it wasn't right. meant to be. Like, yeah. sex would be the very last thing ever. And that's yeah. when I just went down to Peru and did ayahuasca like a year and a half ago and yeah. I really saw that true as like oh my gosh I'm you're only at least I, I believe this yeah. I have other people say it, but I you're only supposed to have sex with people that you truly 100% love yeah. like that's how I feel yeah and like I felt yeah. that and being in yeah. growing up with the opposite feeling of that yeah. and being whatever a player or whatever yeah. thinking that it was all about just getting girls and stuff like that yeah. like to come to the realization of like shit it's an energy exchange you're it's taking an energy exchange giving a part of yeah. yourself it felt and real so, bad it felt real bad to all the yeah. girls and stuff like i felt shame yeah. for that even though i never like all my girls were always my friends and stuff like that and i was yeah. always the funny guy and i was never like trying to make it more than what it was yeah but i should have been yeah. like you know what i mean because i know right now looking at some of these girls they came from a worse past than i did so we're yeah. just out here trauma matching i'm um, <laughs> trying to figure out hey you broken me too let's do this like uh right? imagine if we could have sat down and talked and be like hey maybe how about we don't get wasted do a bunch of drugs and have sex tonight but instead maybe we freaking go watch there the sun go. come up and talk and get to the bottom of this trauma thing there we go right right that's something powerful that you just said over there. Taking or matching people with relationships because you have similar trauma. Yeah. We think that's love, right? We think it's love. Where did we learn that? Where did we get to a point where we're 
it could be TV. It could be a lot of us coming up in broken homes because our parents and grandparents and all those who have yeah. never been taught anything about this. They're just yeah. broken people getting with broken people, having broken lives. Then everyone's fixed watching that and thinking, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, that's the food you eat. Oh, that's the school you go to. Oh, that's the stuff we spray on our yards to kill off all the weeds and then breathe it in. Like we're all just repeating yeah. these broken we're, co- we're like a computer system. Sometimes I'm like, are we artificial intelligence? And we're just very low. Like right now, yeah. somebody's programming. Oh, these guys are slow. This this one's not going to make it. <laughs> like it seems pretty obvious to me that we can fix all this. Because we can lifetime communicate with podcasts and, yeah. and Facebook and social media and all these yeah. things. And fix these things. Yes. As fast as we've messed them up. Yes, we Like, can. hey, guess we're not sleeping to get... We're not doing... I don't think we're doing anything right. So, obviously, sex would be part of that. It's yeah, yeah. included in everything. Yeah. And getting comfortable with having discussions about it. Like, don't... It's the one big elephant in the room that's making every single yeah. one of us exist every here. 7.2 billion people. <laughs> no one understands it. How can we not understand it? Like, why is that not... Like, food and sex should be the two things we... Just spend, if we do go to a school, that's all we talk about. Yeah. Imagine if we just talk sustainability, food, and sex. Which I guess sustainability is just literally all of that if you really boil it down. (laughs) Okay, so which came first, the tattoo parlor or the Good Vibe Center? You rebranded the tattoo parlor. It's no more the Naughty Vegan Studio. It used to be the Naughty Vegan Studio, but then I took the name and became the Naughty Vegan because I'm going to brand that. Okay. So I changed the name to Ahimsa, which basically means nonviolence hmm. against all living things, which is also means the same thing as naughty vegan to to me, because that's okay. what no one everyone no one knew what the name naughty vegan meant. But mm-hmm. I just in a world that is conforming and going one way, my deal is I kind of turn around and start walking the other way, which is veganism, which is putting naughty vegan on a tattoo shop like people don't even they come there and they're like wait is there food here like we get people that's like no like I, <laughs> I don't know how to do things but there's i don't when i make decisions it doesn't really matter to me whether it's ever been done or not being done like yes that shouldn't matter into the play like try it out see if it works if it does yeah. work it works if not it doesn't i'm not scared of failure anymore mm-hmm. i was 2008 2010 when i lost all my money and lost yeah. my house and my condo and my business and my social structure, like I fought yeah. this hard to get up and hang out with the rich kids and I made it and people yeah. that knew me from my little small town like thought I would was doing something Yeah. as I'm just partying, drinking, sexing, <laughs> working crappy, like none of that was real and it's yeah. not, it's up some kind of social hierarchy thing but I felt mm. dead on the inside. That's why I was doing all that. But I was also suicidal after that time as many people were, especially dudes in the last recession, like that was a mass suicide across the same as the Great Depression. Like yeah. guys think we're mad, like as soon as we lose our money, that we don't have, that's all we have. Huh. Now we like, so we kill ourselves. So that was thought every single day until I was like, no, Google, Hawaii, gone. So Hawaii became my lifeline. My lifeline. And then getting to Hawaii, I, everything got better. Tell the one night I drank too much and that actually got even better Mm -hmm. so I try to use every setback to just make sure that I hit the bottom and just jump back up and try to get to the top as fast as possible and learn from it but this is healing ground this ground brings up and this is what I try to get through to my late friend you know because she never liked it in Hawaii but I when you come here anything that you've never fully dealt with comes up 
comes up. Like the, you're not going to drive somewhere. No. You can drink yourself up as much as you want, but you're gonna wake up and you're still gonna be on this tiny right little here, island. On the <laughs> on the tip of a dormant volcano in the middle, the most populated, isolated place on the planet. There is no running. Like there There's, is no going away from the inside. Like yeah. you have no other option but to go within. There's only so little you can do here to distract yourself. And it's hard to keep up because not everybody wants to do it with you. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to yoga. We're going to go meditate. We're going to go, you know, do other things that are helping increase our vibration. So if you want to stay there, stay there. We're more than happy. We'll hang out with you occasionally. Right. But we're not going to let you... Bring us, us yeah to. i'm moving forward always and i battle with that like sometimes like dark energies dark per, like stuff i still yeah. take too much of it on yeah. and i guess as you get more of a vibrant life and become more of an energy healer and stuff yeah. you can work with it because i know like yogis that work with terminal aids patients yeah. uh really dark orphanages the kids yeah. with real severe and they work in some of the most horrendous situations yeah. and they can go there and deal with it and just help and heal and yeah. love and walk out and come home and are yeah. fine and if I'm you were to, if you were to spin this yeah. story right now and tell me something really sad right like i'm gonna feel it yeah. like i would feel it so I, it's hard for me to be around negative people still like i, I haven't yeah. been able to master it because i'm just not strong enough it, basically it means my cup isn't full enough like me trying to help people a lot of the time, sometimes I have to check myself because my cup needs to be full yeah, for yeah. me able to pour some into your yeah. cup. I've been trying too early on in this to have a half a cup and yeah. then I'm giving you half of my half a cup. Now yeah. we're both bummed out. Yeah. So learn, learning how to actually motivate people, when to motivate people, how to motivate people and doing it in a healthy way for myself is it's still a delicate Key. yeah dance for me still too even while still learning energy work i'm like mm, i still don't and i consider it a flaw within myself i still don't know how to tolerate negative people <laughs> my instinct is always like nope no negativity here i'm walking out you guys can stay and have all that negativity but i'm going to excuse right. myself and that's always been me that's been the slightly selfish slightly boundaries and slightly, I don't want to give from half a cup. Like, right. I, I don't know how to. And I know I've done that in the past and it's gotten me nowhere. Right. I'm doing all this healing work because I've been that person before. And so if I do this now, I'm going to have to add five more years to my healing work. Right. You're, you're going to set me this. back. I'm moving gonna, forward. Yeah, you're going to set me back. Right. Yeah. I don't know how we figure that out. I think we just keep working on us until we become so healthy that we can just sit and listen to someone else. Yeah. Because the, the times that I've ever really done it, and I could tell through a friend or a loved one that like I was actually doing the most, it's like I was say, saying the least. Mm. Just being there and letting a person talk. And mm. nine times out of ten, they'll talk themselves through it, is what yeah. I've figured out. And just letting people be, giving yeah. people the freedom to be whatever the hell they want to be. You know, yeah. parents let your kids be yeah. whatever. They, Everyone's trying yeah. to fix people and thinking you can fix yeah. them with one word or one 30-minute conversation when it's not that. And yeah. most of us on this planet are just looking for someone to really see us and hear us. Hmm. Not speak to us, see us, hear us. Be like, yeah. I understand. I get where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Can and be even the if absolute you don't. it can be the opposite yeah. view of you. I can get I can understand where almost everyone is coming from. Yeah. Like I get it. Okay, so in adulthood, is it possible to recover from childhood trauma? Yeah, daily. So mm -hmm. what I saw in Peru 
and then realized is I started going back to mm-hmm. moments in my life that I remember being traumatic okay. and sitting there and talking to myself as a little kid because mm-hmm. I think I left that little kid there. Okay. Like I just had moments, left that kid there, walked yeah. through, don't think about it. You're a dude. Dudes don't think about this. We don't talk okay. about that. You mm-hmm. walk for. So I've just been leaving these little pieces of me everywhere these little fragments so i'm going back and tell myself dude it's going to be okay like i love you like it's fine and i'll like hold me and i can feel it healing him and me so i'm just keep going back and going back and going back and now my past is no longer a donut there's not one thing that i'm not okay with because i know it made me now yeah and And did you do that all by yourself or did you get help going back no i did that by myself huh Look at you. You're like, so you're struggling with alcohol and there's that voice that pulls you out. You recognize your childhood trauma and there's that leader helping you heal within yourself. Like you're all, you're different people at different points in your life. Yeah. (laughs) And you're providing It's all this stuff, yeah, and they're (laughs) popping up and like I... Don't know if, like, you're not a version of me. You know what I mean? Like, because I think we all are like, you wouldn't think your toe is not part of you and chop your toe off. I think that's kind of how humans are. And even on a grander scale, earth, space, all of it is. Like, we're all part of one thing. Yeah. So, like, it's hard for me not to think that, like, trees in a forest will straight up, one tree can need water. And the tree that has water can send it underground to that tree. They can communicate. Certain trees will like have a sap that when they hear a certain bird or a certain uh, yeah. pest will create a sap that is yeah. a protective thing on there. Yeah. And that will, so they're hearing, listening, coming up with defenses. I think we can do that as well. Yeah. My girlfriend told me this thing the other day that I thought was phenomenal. Just different ways to yeah. look about things. She's like, um, she read something and it said that carrots, when they're uh, exposed to cold or freezing temperatures, okay. will create a, a sugar molecule. Okay. So it'll turn the carrot sweeter. Okay. So it won't freeze. So if you ever eat a carrot and it's sweet, that is a carrot not wanting to die. Huh. Yeah. I love sweet carrots, by the way. Right? Just That's just them sweet. wanting to live. Like. But just the communication, right? But just all the different ways things are communicating and doing all these things that we don't know anything about. Like, it's deep. Wow. The can't, the can't, not one. And that was one of the most profound things. I was like, wow. There's a poem in there somewhere. Okay, so in most societies, the stereotype is that men are the providers, often burdened with the responsibility to carry it all without crying. How important is it for society to recognize or even acknowledge the negative emotion that men may sometimes feel? Uh, I would think that as much as food would save the planet, like forever males, inner cities, country, Mm. where I'm from, we're all taught to bury our emotions down because you don't want to be a baby, you okay. don't want to be a girl, and you don't want to be gay. That's what we were told. Don't be, oh, you're crying, what are you, blah, 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 you a baby, you're okay. a little girl, don't you want to yeah. cry like your sister? There's a yeah. great documentary on Netflix. It's like 
the mask you wear, I think. Okay. And it's about that, or I think it's Detroit. A guy goes and he goes into an inner city. He's talking to all these like 14, 15 year old kids. Okay. And he's like, what, what, walking to school today, like, how do you think you were perceived? And they're like, oh, you know, okay. cool, tough, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, what were you thinking about? He's, they're like, what, wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, what prop? like, what were you thinking about? And they're like, oh, my mom's having these issues. Like, my best friend was shot. Like, they have real serious issues. There's no one for us to talk about. So we're creating these things, whether it's big muscles, lots of sex, lots of drinking, lots of money yeah. to overcompensate. Like, I, I see people that are in gangs that are killing people because they want to feel connected. They're in a gang because they want to feel connected like a part of something. People That's strap true. on a vest and go blow themselves up in places because they want to feel part of something. Like, th yeah. it's crazy to think that these gangs and these wars and everything yeah. are based on love. Yeah. They want to fit in. We want to fit in. I want yeah. to fit in. That's why I was drinking. That's why I was drunk. All of it yeah. is because we don't know how to express our emotions. And somehow they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. We've learned to use our physical strength because there's too much power in it to destroy basically everything on this planet. Women, kids, mm -hmm. ourselves, the land, all of it. Because we don't empower, I think, women. I think we deep down know that women might be above us. <laughs> Probably, 100%. They're moms and daughters, and like, if you can talk to most guys, like, what do you think about your daughter? Like, oh, the love that, like, your mom, oh, she's my blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Now treat other women like that. Yeah. Like, you should treat every woman like she's your daughter Make or your connection. mom. Like, where's this disconnect? Like, the earth is motherly, like, Mother yeah. Earth. That's the first thing, and I've read stuff about that too. Like, God is probably a woman. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the energy that seems to have created most things seems w w womanly. Like, okay. it seems effeminate. Like, there's something feminine going on with the creation of everything, it feels mm -hmm. like. I mean, we're birthed from something into mm -hmm. something, and the power of the woman, the power of birth, and mm -hmm. yeah, you guys hold it. Do you still have days where you feel like you need or want to belong to something? Yeah, it's this that I think that I'm trying to build, like the, a truthful, mm. energetic movement forward. So I, I haven't found it. Like I see it every once in a while. I get little bits and pieces of connection with certain people, but it's yeah. nothing sustaining or real. Or do, I, don't, I haven't figured out how to mask it into 7.2 billion people. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. <Podcasting>. Yeah. <laughs> Reach the masses. Reach the masses. Change the culture. Make being happy and healthy hip. And we don't have to be happy and healthy all the time. Yeah. But if we, I just know... If we all right now from today just started living the truth and not lying and like researching what we believe and we think about, I'm yeah. completely 100% okay with learning right now on this podcast, on the internet, from another person that my thoughts are wrong. Yes, me like, too. Please tell me. Like I'm, I'm open to a challenge. I'm me. open to a yeah. challenge. Always, like all I want to do is get it right. Yeah. Like so, I could care less about being yeah. proved wrong, and that's why I do make a good like manager and boss is because I will. You can be the yeah. first day on the job, and you say a good idea, like dude, great, I love it. Let's like, go. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so on your Instagram video posts, you share some great tips on how to deal with anxiety and depression. Do you mind sharing some of those tips with the JWM family? Yeah. Well, a, lo a lot of those are, especially with like anxiety when it comes up. One, I used to learn to deal with the anxiety because when it would come up, I would be able to notice it because it's a physical feeling. 
Like if you and I are fine right now and then something happens right now, someone knocks on this door, a phone goes off and we get worked up and upset, like what really happened? Nothing yeah. happened. And a lot of times I was doing that in my own mind. So I would just be sitting there fine. And then like five minutes later, I'd be bummed out or stressed out. And I'm like, I've been sitting in my car or on my couch by myself. Like how in the world did something sneak into my world and depress me? I was like, yeah. so I could feel my heart rate accelerate I could feel my breathing patterns change Mm -hmm. and I was like relax nothing just happened you're either thinking about the past or the future that's the only reason I ever get stressed out um, is that I'm either in the past or the future and I truly am a believer in neither one of those exist they don't like it's now it's always been now it's only right now where we're going it doesn't it's now and right now I can be honest I can be truthful I know what to put in my body I know what to put into my mind and I can do it and that helps by the more bad habits I was able to get away because if I get a good night's sleep then I wake up refreshed my circadian rhythms are good then I eat a healthy breakfast my body's firing correctly I'm getting the proper amount of water I'm getting the proper amount of sunlight yeah like that's there's a funny meme it's like basic we're house plants with more complex emotions <laughs> memes are great by the way i learned a lot from memes <laughs> me too yeah lately. i google I just them. share them my right. timeline's full of them yeah that's what i do <laughs> memes just being in alignment right try to stay in because alignment depression and anxiety is the feeling of not being in alignment the it, feeling of resisting and not facing what is currently in front of you and happening trying to be in the past or in the future and what a beautiful tool could it really be if you really think about it that as human beings we have something energetically built around us almost a force field Mm -hmm. that if we get too far left or too far right it's telling us hey you should be depressed like why is it because i was up all night doing cocaine and drinking and sleeping with random girls and not getting enough sleep and eating bad foods and all that like that's depressing like yeah. get back in the middle. So it's like a built-in system. We have network. Yeah. <laughs> we have a built-in depression in a lot of people it should be looked at as a good thing. I understand that mm. some people have chemical imbalances, the environment screwed up, too much trauma, you can mm. have holes in your like I get it. But the for the majority too. of us, the food, the bacteria in our stomach is driving us around. It's making us go get different foods, whatever it craves, if it's mm. sugar, salt, processed foods, certain balances in there makes us out of whack it makes us stressed out anxiety depressed lethargic you clean up your gut bacteria you make sure they're eating alkaline foods eating super healthy getting lots of vibrant healthy things fresh organic sustainable from your area your whole world changes it does. and then you have more energy and then you're working out more and then you're working out more so you're sleeping better at night and then you're yeah. sleeping better at night and you're waking up more refreshed it's just living in alignment yeah. And it's the truth. Yeah. Like the truth is, wake up. And eat you can't healthy. find it unless you try it. You know, we can talk all day and try right. and convince people about this, but unless they do it for seven days and right. see how they feel, that's why I like this. You never know. Sober October, because I saw that on Joe <laughs> Rogan. I was like, yeah, that's great. And plus, I'm already sober. I do THC sometimes, so yeah. I'm I'm not doing that. But. Yeah, just get people to try one month, make it cool, make everybody's doing it, name drop some famous people that are doing it, (laughs) 
throw out a couple bad habits that I've had in my life that I, my friends know that I beat and yeah. challenge other people, get people to work with friends. And so like, don't drink in October or don't eat desserts after 10 in October. Yeah. Don't smoke weed or even mentally. Like there's so many of us, we beat ourselves up all day long, compare and contrast social media. I'm not good enough. I'm not famous enough. We're not getting enough likes. Got 1000 podcast downloads, but I wanted 2000. <laughs> Like, it's just, we're built in that it's never good enough, but it is. <laughs> I do want 2,000 downloads. Yeah, you, you're going to get them. we're 1,000 downloads. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for spending time with us. It has been two crazy parts of what it means being Mark. You are full of so much energy and so much life. What do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as coming from humble beginnings. Okay. Reaching adversity in the middle and then mm-hmm. overcoming all of it and then being a little pillar of light to motivate other people to do the same. That's what I want to do. I want to show people that you can, you can make it through some pretty tough times and come out mm-hmm. on the other side. And it doesn't have anything to do with being a business owner or anything. Like, that's not my goals. These things are just to get people to think like the name of the town shop is to get people to think about nonviolence. The Good Vibe Center is a place to bring people together where I'm not selling anything. I don't there's nothing being sold there except yeah. sold there except for hope in the sense of like, wow, as a community, we can come together and create art and moments and talk about food and inspire each other and use the same money that we spend on these things that are destroying us amongst our friends and our peers to help support them. Yeah. And we have plenty of money. We have plenty of time. We don't need a lot of things. Like, life can be made a whole lot easier. And that's what I hope people realize. And where do people get more of this magic? You're releasing a book or writing a book. I start my podcast this month. So in October, I'm doing a a little filming talk show where I talk about how to human over over food. So that'll be fun. Okay. I think that'll just be called How to Human with Mark Harmon. And then my Instagram is The Naughty Vegan. The underscore naughty underscore vegan. <laughs> okay. Awesome. We look forward to seeing you grow and Journey with Umpo will always be here to pop in at How to Be Human. You nice. know? Yeah. We'll, we'll research. I'll let you know how my research goes. <laughs> Thank you so much and we wish you the best of luck. And I know the JWM family appreciates your sharing your energy with us tonight. Yeah. Hello, Great Britain. <laughs> There you have it, JWM family. Thank you so much for tuning in while Mark shared his life story over two episodes, mainly one split into two. (laughs) We cheated a little bit over there. I am grateful for all of you guys and I love you so very much. I will catch you in episode 19. Until then, maholokwe kiotaba ribuile. Aloha. Thank mm-hmm. you.